Hi, I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. We're board-certified plastic surgeons and hosts of the podcast Forever Young. Join us every Tuesday as we share the latest products and procedures in the never-ending quest to help our patients look and feel their very best. The world of cosmetic surgery is constantly improving. Join us on the cutting edge. Forever Young is available wherever you get your podcasts. The following content is not suitable for children. Anal sex fantasies. Laurie, we're getting lots of questions from our listeners. They need our help. We've got some Q&A. So let's answer some questions. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. One listener writes in, I'm interested in anal sex. I'm not sure my partner is. Help. So this is a male that wrote this, right? This was a male who wrote this. I think the first thing is, it sounds like, he doesn't know if his partner would be willing or is interested in it. So they're not talking, mm-hmm. which is right. why we're doing this podcast is to get people to talk about sex, which can be difficult and vulnerable. And we want them to, you know, feel freer. I, I would say much of the feedback that I get from listeners is, wow, you know, hearing you guys talk about sex and making it so natural and normal has freed me up. You know, suddenly I can talk to my partner. So we're glad this listener is listening to us and helping us shape what we talk about in our podcast. And we hope to help them shape this conversation. There's so much stigma about talking about sex in general. But if we're going to talk about the anus, then there's a whole lot of shame that stops these conversations. So this is great that just trying to, I mean, let's start off with the basics, right? Mm -hmm. That the the anus is an erogenous spot on our body for both men and women. Mm-hmm. That there's nothing wrong if you're, you kind of like being touched there. Your body just responds to that. It's not judgmental about it. We have all these morals that we attribute to this area. So they just try to normalize that it's whatever works for consenting adults, right? How do, we, how do we facilitate these conversations that say maybe he likes it, his anus touched, and he wants to touch her anus, Maybe she wants that or doesn't want that. Like whatever the combination is, it's okay, (laughs) right? It's okay not to like it. It's okay to like it. But how do we have these conversations? Because what if both like it, but because they're afraid of talking about it, they never get a chance to experience that. Exactly. And it's physiological. There are erotic nerve endings in our anuses Mm -hmm. and both men and women were actually built the same way that in that part of our body. Men, of course, also further into their rectum, you can touch their prostate gland, which has huge erotic sensation for men. I think many heterosexual men that I work with would not do that, would not allow that because they're so afraid that that makes them homosexual. You know, many gay men obviously take advantage of this during anal sex, but it's physiological. This is the way the body is made to experience erotic sensation at the anus and further in the rectum, and for men, the prostate gland, 
prostate stimulation is supposed to be mind-blowing. Yes, and most men that I work with say their partners give them oral sex. And then the partner starts to kind of massage their balls mm-hmm. and then kind of slips their finger, you know, around the rim of the ain't. I mean, that, that for most men, that's kind of going to take their orgasm to a, Ooh, to a different level, sexy. right? And yeah. like, if, if you like that, how do you communicate that, right? That doesn't mean you're strange or you're kind of weird that, that you're, you know, your body likes, likes the way that feels. Exactly. And and I, I think you're so right here, George, just to bring up as a male questioner, as a male listener, that, you know, his first frame is, I want to try this on her. But, you know, maybe he feels less able to talk about, I'd like it tried on me. Right. You know, because there's, there is shame about our anus. I, I think, you know, anal sex and the anus, the reason there's shame, first of all, it is where feces comes out of. Mm-hmm which we know is contaminated and dirty. And so, you know, as a child, you know, when we're being diapered, you know, many children are exploring their genitals with their hands. As soon as that diaper comes off, you know, their hands go down. And just imagine, you know, a mother or a parent, a father who is changing a child's diaper and, you know, thinks, oh my gosh, the the baby's going to put their hands in poop and get dirty. And so there's this, this, break right that comes on the the parents exclamation of disgust or don't do that or don't touch it stop you know and so unconsciously you know it gets linked mm-hmm. as an area of shame this is a bad place this is something bad bad thing to touch you know children actually do play with their poop you know yeah. they're they're fine with that i mean obviously you know, we do have to protect our children, but I think that it gets linked in their heads so early, in all our heads, that this is bad, dirty, shameful. Right. And if that imprinting is so strong that it's just a turn off, that's okay too. But if the idea of having a finger go up your anus is like not what you're wanting, <laughs> that's totally cool too. Like, how do you communicate that? How do you find, I love the terminology, what's, what are your brakes and what are your gas pedals? What are mm-hmm. the things that turn you on? If mm-hmm. kind of touching your anus turns you on, it's working. If it turns you off because it gets your brain thinking about all the things that are wrong, then that's, you know, not working so well. I'm going to listen to this episode, George, when we're done, like with my girlfriends and we're now all going to take shots when you say the word anus. Anus, oh. <laughs> we did that one time when we were talking about the penis. <laughs> we were all listening and laughing and taking shots every time George said penis. So now it's every time George says anus. I'm just anus, so- anus, 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 anus. <laughs> I just want to get a couple of shots out there for everyone. <laughs> I love that you can say it and that you say it so easily. That's that's well, great. It's it's a working process for me because it's not something I would have ever talked about. So again, I think we're trying to practice what we're preaching. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we just, there's nothing wrong with talking about this. And if we don't, we're just going to lose those levels of engagement, those Mm -hmm. possibilities of things that we could talk about. So, you know, what is the turn on about having sex with your wife in her anus? Mm Mm-hmm. The intercourse, like what is it that you like about that? What turns you on about it? Is it the feel of that? Is it just the idea of that? Is it like, and what is it about you wanting your anus touched mm-hmm. in, in different ways, right? And how do couples make space for these conversations? Mm-hmm. And vice versa for men. Absolutely. Right? 
you know, what is exciting about touching a man in his anus, his prostate gland, what, what's the turn on there? I think that one of the main fantasies that is shown in porn is, of course, pleasure. And I think that there's probably statistically in the research shows only a very small percentage of women enjoy anal sex, full anal sex. Uh, and that's partly because the introduction of a penis into her anus, you know, there's a, a big stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, so there might be pain unless they know how to do it and they know how to do it so that there isn't pain. But I think it is kind of taboo. I, I think you asked me one episode further back, you know, did I think anal sex was outside of vanilla sex? I, yeah, I guess so. There, There's still taboo in it as I think about it now with you. Right. But porn makes it look like it's happening all the time. Right. And that it's always pleasurable and always orgasmic. And I don't think that that's true. Right. I I appreciate the timing. Right. If you're going to go from never talking about it to anal sex, I mean, that's probably too abrupt. Like you need to be intentional to have these conversations because so much around the anus is about relaxation. Right. right. So, you know, and maybe a couple starts off just talking about it. Maybe there's just a little bit of touching with some some lubrication and just see what that feels like. And if that works more, maybe they do something else and they have like an anal bead or something like there's so many things that couples can do when they're intentional. Wait, wait, what do you, you, you just went from talking about touching to anal beads. You got to like explain that. Well, again, just they have so many things out there. What's an anal bead? An anal bead is, you're the sex expert, right? Yeah, but you These little up, balls buddy. on a, we're not talking about six feet of, uh, you know, there's a couple inches of, of balls on a, on a thread and that you're kind of inserting one or two or a couple in that just kind of get that sensation and, right, being able to put them in and pull them out, just that, that insertion, that, that could feel really good for people. But you need to also then think about cleanliness and kind of did you have a shower? What did you eat? And like there, there are things about relax, relaxing and cleaning that I think are an important part of being intentional about this. Yeah, I think that we should come back and yeah. talk about cleanliness and anal sex and anal touching and all of that. Nice. Had a patient tell me the other day, uberlube.com. With the coupon foreplay, they bought some and they said, you were right, Lori, it is the best. Way better than what they had been using before because scent-free, taste-free. There's no sticky residue, which is so important. It doesn't get gummy. It doesn't create that friction that some of the lubricants out there do. It leaves you feeling soft and silky. It uses high-grade silicone with a little bit of vitamin E. You can switch from oral sex to intercourse. You can use it with touching. I highly recommend it. During foreplay, makes her feel better, makes him feel good. I mean, it's a better touch. And you know, when thousands of doctors, sex therapists, and clients are all agreeing and recommending the same thing, you're onto something. Exactly. So uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for 10% off. OMGYES.com. The truth, Lori of course, is that our pleasure gets better over our lifetime as we learn and discover more and more about what we like and what our partner likes. More knowledge makes a great thing even better. Right. I think people believe this myth that they're supposed to know how to do it, how to touch each other. And I think for women, 
our bodies are so sensitive that we need high attunement. And oh my God, yes.com is where you can actually see real video of women explaining the touch that they need, labeling it so we can speak the same language, and then showing it is explicit. We know that, but we think it's beautifully done, it's artfully done. And we just encourage you to try ohmygodyes.com with the coupon foreplay so that they know we've sent you there. And therapists as well, if you come to our website, they are offering this product to you free. So please come to our website and figure out how to do that. You need to send them your website and you can get a free membership. So hygiene is important if there's anal play or anal sex. I mean, one of the things is, you know, certainly if the anus is touched or there's a finger inserted into the anus, you can't insert that same finger or sex toy or anal bead into the vagina uh, because E. coli is the primary bacteria of feces And if you introduce that into the vagina or the urethra, you know, you can cause an infection. So you don't want to do that. You want to be careful, sort of keep, keep a hold of which finger goes where. What's been touched where? Lori starts to break out all the technical terms, right? It just shows how important this stuff is. And education is really important. And if we're not talking about the anus. We're certainly not talking about all the things that you just brought up and which fingers going where and are you clean and are you not? And this so important part of the conversation. Yeah. And I think porn shows anal sex that they haven't shown kind of the prep for that. You know, a lot of times in porn, they've used enemas, they've cleaned out their rectum so that, you know, poop or feces or shit, you know, is not going to get on their partner or as much, you know, you can't completely clean the anus or the the rectum. So, I mean, some of what you see is not necessarily people having anal sex after Mexican food, (laughs) which, you know, you definitely want to be aware of food that you've eaten beforehand, especially if it's the type of meal that would, you know, cause you to have indigestion or to have to go to the bathroom. Mm Mm-hmm. Important. I like your term, anal play. I mean, for a lot of couples that I work with, they don't really want anal intercourse, but they like a little bit of anal play, right? And that's just their comfort level. And it's just kind of brought more engagement in their sex life. So it's something that has brought them closer together because there is something really intimate about kind of trusting your partner in this way. Yeah. And, and trust being and discussion being important factors. Because I think sometimes people can't enjoy anal touch that they very much might because they're so afraid their partner will penetrate. And so Mm -hmm. they can't relax enough to enjoy what they do enjoy. There hasn't been enough discussion or there isn't enough trust between them. Right. So, again, you're talking about so many important things, relaxation, cleanliness, you know, also, Uber Lube, right? Lubrication. I mean, it doesn't have natural lubrication here. So, right. you know, that's a critical part of anal play is having some type of lubrication. Right. And lubrication maybe just for touch and certainly lubrication if there's any kind of penetration because the anus and the rectum don't have natural lubrication the way the vagina does. So, I mean, 
you got to kind of keep pouring it on and keep using it. If you're going to have anal sex, lots and lots of it. And, you know, I have talked with people who have started anal sex and kind of helped talk them through that. And one of the main things that they need to remember is it's not a one night event. I mean, because in order to trust and relax into that, it's really a process Mm -hmm. of learning to do that, learning to trust your partner, to get relaxed with it, anal sex to receive as a woman. And for the record, men also sometimes like penetration with a sex toy or strap on or, you know, all kinds of things that they might like as well that will require them to be relaxed and let go of the sphincter that controls you know, anything coming in and anything coming out, that sphincter at the beginning of your anus is is important to learn to relax that. And I just love the ease at which you're talking about this because our goal is just to reduce a lot of this shame and stigma that's just talking about, you know, if this is something you want, there are things that you can do intentionally that are going to set you up for more of that success. And, you know, there are things that will really get in the way and could be really difficult for people, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to race into this without a conversation, without being cleaned or relaxed or using lubricant, I mean, it's setting you up for failure, right? And it, it's, I, I love that Lori's emphasizing the trust factor, that this can be an incredibly emotional thing. There's so much intimacy because we got all of our own kind of stuff lingering in the background, right? Our own fears and shame and like to be able to let go. There's a lot of trust that's necessary in a process like this. Yeah. And I want to talk about kind of a religious, maybe prohibition against it. But I also want to talk about just the natural shame prohibition against the anus being touched or anal sex. I mean, ironically, there's a taboo. And sometimes with taboo, it heightens our erotic experience. You know, crossing a taboo, if, if we're all okay with that, even it's still unconsciously something that we have to get over, an obstacle that we have to get over. And anytime there's an obstacle that we're overcoming in an erotic experience, the eroticism is often higher. I mean, people say, why in the world would you know, people want anal sex. I mean, some of it is that it's, it's taboo. And therefore the forbidden, the shame, the the very shame element of it makes it more exciting. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of kink, you know, in kink, um, people are essentially dealing with shame and humiliation in a way that enhances eroticism. Mm -hmm. And there's physiology, that there are nerve endings. I mean, there are reason people like being spanked and having their anus touched that also have to do with, you know. Sensation. Sensation. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I, I want to give a lot of room for people that if their values don't align with this, that that's totally okay too. If they feel like, you know, this is off limits because, you know, that's just kind of what I believe. And, and it's just, a, it's an, they're not negotiating that, right? right? They can have incredibly healthy sex life without the anus needed and be a part of it, right? If that, if you fall into that category, that's totally okay. We're not here trying to sell anal play. We're just trying to get you to have a conversation about it that says, is this something we want to consider? Yes, good. You need to do some things to be intentional about that. No, cool. It's, you know, it's, it's your call. 
we're all consenting adults and this is about creating safety. Right. And if, if anal sex is never going to happen for you, you don't want that. You don't want your anus touched. You have a right to say no. You have a right to say what you don't want as well. And we support that even though we're trying to help people who do want that to do it with more intentionality, with, with more comfort and with more connection. Right. And if we're going to encourage, if you don't feel comfortable saying no, we also try to encourage, hey, if you like the way that feels, that's totally okay. That's totally natural. Your body is just communicating and sending you signals, right? And you deserve to be able to communicate that with your partner in a way that doesn't bring up all this shame, like there's something wrong with you. I want to come back and talk with you, George, about a guy that I saw who really, really wanted anal penetration anal play, and his wife was adamantly opposed to it. Good old deal breaker. All right. Yep. Let's see what happens. Support for Foreplay Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. (laughs) Interested in Lori, too, Manscaped has just launched their fourth-generation trimmer. I mean, think about that. They're already in their fourth generation with over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their family jewels. So I think this is so cool that men are taking this more seriously. I mean, this has been a privilege we haven't had to really think about, like what it looks like. Men just let it grow. Don't have to really worry about it. And, And women for way too long have been carrying the load with this. They're worried about what they smell like, how clean they are, what they look like. Or men just have been taking this for granted. Why do that? This is a better way to get you as a man more into the mood to kind of recognize you smell good, you look good, you're trimmed, right? It just gives you more confidence. I'm so proud to be partnering with Manscaped. Yep. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code foreplay at manscaped.com. There is only one FDA-approved little pink pill. Addy or Flubanserin is for premenopausal women bothered by low sex drive. Visit addyi.com slash foreplay and complete your online consultation to see if Addy is right for you. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive low sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past and who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Visit ADDYI.com slash foreplay. So I'm talking about a male who wanted his own anus touched and he wanted anal penetration. He wanted anal penetration with her or with him? He wanted anal penetration for himself. He wanted his anus to be penetrated. Okay. He wanted prostate stimulation. He'd never experienced that and had heard that basically prostate stimulation and a blowjob were kind of the ultimate experience, uh, super hot experience. And he, he wanted to do that. He was in a monogamous relationship and I think they'd been married like 17 years or something long enough. And 
And he had finally come to telling her this, and she really met him with a great deal of shame. She -hmm. was startled. She thought that this meant he was homosexual Mm -hmm. um, and was very committed to that idea, was scared about what this meant, that if she gave him this, you know, what would happen to the relationship? She also had a lot of yuck factor kinds of ideas like, you know, gosh, if I put my finger in his anus, I'm going to touch poop and poop is going to be on my hands. And that's just so disgusting and gross. And, you know, there was a ton of resistance on her part to giving what he wanted. Not, you know, he wasn't necessarily saying he wanted to do anal sex with her. In fact, that part is completely lost in my brain. I have no idea if he wanted that. Um, I don't, I don't think that was what the issue was. So what happened? You said the deal breaker. Yeah. Well, it's always as a couples therapist, you know, when you have one person saying, you know, I really need this for this relationship to work. And the other person says, you know what, I can't give you that. You know, that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Right. They're really at an impasse here. Mm -hmm. And so what did you do? Well, I love that what we talk about in EFT is holding two truths in the same space. Right. I mean, he was perfectly okay and right in what his fantasy was and what he wanted and his desire for that exploration. And she was also okay and perfectly right to feel all this resistance and angst about what he was asking. I I mean, I think the first thing was the conversation about, did this mean he was homosexual? Which it absolutely did not. And that was really her primary fear. I mean, when she thought about it, she had a literal panic experience in her body, you know, from her kind of her upper chest to her stomach. She had alarm, you know, like, oh my God, this, this man is not who I thought he was. And he was a loving guy. He was straight and he wasn't gay and she didn't need to feel afraid about him turning gay. I mean, this is physiology, everybody. It really is not orientation, sexual orientation. Right. And if, I mean, there are couples where partners do figure out years into something that they weren't being true to themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I'm sure there are men in this situation that are kind of more turned on towards having sex with another man. And that's part of just getting clearer. And every, again, if that's turn on, if that's you being true to yourself, if, if you get turned on by penis and, and, and a man being inside of you, then, you know, maybe that marriage isn't the right place for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think we just want to give people permission to get clearer about kind of who they are. But I agree with you. It's the same with fantasies. A lot of times, because somebody has a fantasy about something doesn't mean that's who they are, kind of what they want or their sexual orientation. I mean, it's normal right. to, to, to think about things and just let the mind wander. Right. And I would agree with you that certainly there are those experiences, right? That, you know, when somebody reveals this, they're testing the waters to talk about their true leanings, where they are really at in sexual orientation. And we've all Mm -hmm. heard those stories. So her panic and her alarm is understandable. makes sense. Absolutely. She don't have the body parts to kind of, if that was the truth. But he was, this man in particular, was not interested in penal penetration. He just wanted her finger inside him. He wanted his prostate stimulated. He wanted her to touch his anus occasionally. 
You know, it wasn't even in this, I need this every single time. This is just mm-hmm. kind of a fun thing. I want to try that. And so I think the first step was taking down that sense of panic, really helping her hear what he was talking about and letting go of that anxiety of, is this somebody I, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, so that was, that was the big one. I, I face the issue of the yuck factor more particularly in female patients than in men. You know, many women feel yucky about the thought of their own anus being touched because, oh my gosh, what if, you know, what if he puts his finger inside and does touch feces? That, that would be so humiliating or the way their, their vulva tastes, you know, their, their vaginal secretions. They they don't want to kiss after that because they're so sure that it tastes bad and they don't want to taste themselves. There's that yuck factor. Or giving a man oral sex, swallowing uh, his semen. You know, that's a mm-hmm. yuck factor. And so I've spent a lifetime. I should write a book on the yuck factor. <laughs> trying yuck to help factor. women through the yuck factor. You know, this this part of them that just instantly has resistance to something that is messy, they think is dirty. Yeah. Are problematic. Um, so how do you bridge that and hold those two truths? Like, I mean, I think there are practical solutions, right? I mean, you could yeah. put a vibrate if you don't want your finger in there, right? Yeah. It's And it's okay to not want to put your finger up someone's butt. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, you know, if that turns you on to do that and turns your partner on, that's awesome. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't, if it feels dirty, if it just doesn't, you know, I think then how do you get creative? Yeah, there's workarounds. Basically, once people are reconnected and they're de-escalated, there are always ways to find sexual pleasure. I, I, you know, sex therapy, honestly, I could teach somebody in an afternoon because how you get bodies to work well together is easy peasy. It's how you get hearts and minds to work together that is the mm-hmm. difficulty. You know, it's the emotional connection, the heart connection you know, taking down their thoughts that have escalated their bodies into panic. Um, those are the difficulties in therapy. Right. I mean, look at that conversation you facilitated. Him asking for anal penetration brings up her worst fears that maybe this marriage is going to end. I mean, how could that not get in the way of sex? That is when you exactly have those big... right. Right. Yeah. It was about, you know, he doesn't want me. And, and sometimes people think that just when it's not about sexual orientation, I can't give you what you want. And so that means you don't want me, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm so different than what you want. I have limitations. I have different preferences about what I want to do sexually. I mean, that's the opportunity in these conversations. They are so vulnerable to kind of share these parts of yourself or what you want, but what's the alternative? We have a nice saying, no risking, no getting, Right. If you're not going to you're not going to communicate it, you're not going to get it. No risking, no getting. So you're really talking about with vulnerability, we get more of what we want, more of what our heart longs for, oftentimes more of what our body wants. I mean, this guy who wrote this in, he had not had the conversation. So how is his body going to get what it wants? Exactly. And even if it doesn't get what it wants. There's still something really important about knowing yourself and knowing your partner better. You're going to know more by having this conversation, right? The vulnerability lies in having a conversation, not avoiding the conversation. 
We've exactly. all avoided it. We all know we don't want to freak people out. We want to protect ourselves. But the cost of that protection is lower levels of engagement. So right. that's really our main takeaway here, right? You got to start a conversation. It's not a one-time conversation. It's a conversation that needs to continue over time that makes both of you just see the opportunity that this is a chance to get to know each other better. Right. And we're protecting ourselves from humiliation or rejection or being called a freak being told that we're dirty again, that somehow or another we're, we're bad, and that resonates with that shameful part you know, of growing up. So we don't want exactly. to replicate that in our partnerships, and that's why we have difficulty risking what we actually want in bed. There's nothing wrong if you want anal play. There's nothing wrong if you don't want it. There's only something wrong if we never can talk about it. So Absolutely. that's your homework assignment. Talk about anal play. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Keep it hot. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.